Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to enter the Small Biz Chat Podcast Giveaway Contest for the next 30 days. Starting today, you'll have the chance to win amazing prizes if you subscribe to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot after you subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast and tag me, Small Biz Lady, on Twitter or Instagram. Once a week, I'll select a winner, and you have a chance to win one of my autographed books, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, or Fix Your Business, Or you might even get a chance to win one of my limited edition Small Biz Chat Podcast t-shirts. Don't delay. Subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hello, and welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I am Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, your host, and I am so excited to welcome you to what we call one of our Small Biz Lady Diary Shows. Now today, I'm going to be talking to you about how to be a boss. You know, so many people out here want to be their own boss and really don't know exactly what is involved in this. And for years and years and years before I became the small business lady and started giving people small business advice, I used to get phone calls and went a little something like this. Girl, I want to quit my job today. I want to be like you, Melinda. I want to start my own business. I want to put my shingle out. I want to tell people I'm open for business. How can I do it? How do I get started? What do I need to do? And I would immediately stop my crazy girlfriends that would call me. And I would say, listen, you love Prada. You can't quit your job. You have two brand new cars outside and a $4,000 a month mortgage. How are you going to quit your job? What's your husband going to say? You need to just... Take a deep breath, maybe go for a walk, go take you a bubble bath, but you need to really think about what it is going to take to be your own boss because it is not as glamorous as people make it look on Facebook or any place else. And so I want to caution all of you that if you're interested in being your own boss, I will tell you how to do it, but it's not for everybody. Some people need to keep their good jobs, right? Otherwise, who's going to hire you? But if you want to do it, I will tell you how. So here's, here's where we're going to start. Whenever someone approaches me and tells me that they're interested in being their own boss, the first thing I ask them is, do they have a life plan? Do they know what they want? And do they know why? Because sometimes people just need to go get another job. They don't need to start a business because it's hard to start a business. It's like there's a lot of upfront hazing involved in running your own business. So you really want to be clear that this is something you're really ready to bite off because it's hard. You know, if you love to shop, you love to eat out, you love to go out for drinks, all this kind of stuff, or Let's say you got a latte a day habit, right? Those are things that are going to have to get, you know, curtailed for a minute until you can build your business back up or, you know, you can build your revenue back up because listen, it takes, listen guys, it takes 18 to 24 months for a small business to break even, let alone replace your corporate salary. 
and, and your benefits and all this kind of stuff. So you have to be prepared to live without a paycheck for a while. And most people are not prepared to do that because most people are living way, way, way above their means. And so I want to walk you through what I call my Emerson planning system. And I couldn't think of something as cool as the hedgehog concept. So that's why it's named after me because that's the best I could give you. But, you know, in my book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, I actually break this down. But I want to give you just sort of like a, uh, a smidgen of it, just so you could really think it through. Because the, the first thing I want you to do is think about what you really want out of life and really get clear about it. You know, I have a life planning journal that, that helps people kind of walk through what do you like to do? I mean, because sometimes the thing that we're trained to do, the thing that we went to college to do is not the thing that we like to do. And so you've got to get clear about that. But then you've got to get clear about other things you know, like what kind of skills do you have to run a business? You know, because sometimes, you know, do you have enough discipline to work for yourself? You know, are you fit to work from home? There's lots of things and decisions that you have to think about on this journey that we call entrepreneurship because it's not easy. So the first thing I want you to do is just really, really get clear about your personal agenda because sometimes, you just need to get an agenda of your own because we as women in particular, we are good at being on everybody else's agenda but our own. We'll get on our kids' agenda. We'll get on our husband's agenda. We'll get on our mama's agenda, what our mama thinks we should be doing, you know, because we always want to make our mamas and our, our parents proud. And so you need to make sure that you are working on your true destiny first, your calling, figuring out what that is. And then you got to figure out how to build a business that's going to allow you to live your dream life. Because at the end of the day, we run businesses so that we can make money, so that we can do whatever we want, so that we can live our dream life, so that we can go on four or five vacations a year, send the kids to private school, or make enough money to buy our own island. Like whatever it is, you just have to think about, you know, things like how much money do you have to make to be happy? You know, these are some of the decisions and things that you got to make up front, because once you know that, you can then figure out what you want to do next in terms of a business. So, okay, so let's say you, you did this self-assessment and you still believe that running a small business is for you. Let's say that you still think that and that is true. Okay, well, the next thing that I want you to think about then is how you gonna pay for it? You know, what is going on with your money? For example, what is your credit score? How much liquidity do you have? How much credit card debt do you have, right? These are all things that are gonna determine how fast you're able to launch your business. Because I gotta tell you guys the truth, okay? The money to start your, your business is gonna come from your right or your left pocket. Banks do not loan money to start up businesses. So your personal net worth is going to be where you get your startup funds from. Now, depending on the type of business you're starting, you could go after venture capital funds or investment. But I got to be honest with you, you could it could take you two to three years to taste venture capital money before you actually get it. I mean, certainly there are other options. You could definitely pursue crowdfunding and things like that. But here, let me tell you about that. 
the, the average crowdfunding campaign generates only $10,000. So unless you have 2,000 people on an email list from day one that you know you can market your crowdfunding campaign to, and unless you really have a product-based business that's sexy, like something people really want, crowdfunding most of the time is a great way to get distracted from actually running your business. So if you're not going to crowdfund and you're not going to go after venture capital funding, you know, you could also enter business plan contests and things like that. But again, you know, the sexy businesses and the really good presenters win those kind of things. So if that's not the kind of business you're starting, then you've got to figure out where your, your money is going to come from. So the first thing I want you to think about is how can you curtail your, your, your lifestyle? You know, can you cut back? Can you start saving 30 to 40% of every paycheck? And I want you to not have a heart attack. I'm being dead serious. Can you start saving aggressively? If you are married, do you have the ability to start living on one paycheck? These are the things you're going to have to do not only to save money to launch your business, but also to cure your addiction to your paycheck, right? You know, because the reality is money is going to go out, out, out before it starts trickling back in. And so you have got to get clear about the kind of investment that you're going to make. So when you think about your business, you really got to have like three pools of money. You got to have your money to to launch the business, to make the initial investments, you know, get your incorporation, get your website, get, you know, open your business bank account, like all this like stuff you got to do. But then you got to have the money to actually operate the business at least a year. So your initial working capital, you're going to have to have. So you need money to start, you need money for your working capital, but you still need to have emergency savings. You still need to have money to manage your life and to manage your household. And it's got to be a different pot of money, especially if you're the head of household or if you're single or if you're married to a spouse that's not filling your business. I mean, you know, you really have to make sure that everybody is completely bought in before you just launch this business because you are putting your entire household in some kind of financial risk. So you want to make sure that you're very clear about how much money you need, but you also want to be clear about how long you're going to pursue this business, particularly if you're married to a highly skeptical person you need to come at them with facts and figures like they are a bank and you need to make sure that you lay out for them the opportunity, how much money you're going to need. You also want to give them a timeline of how long you're going to pursue this business. And here's a trick. I really want you to give yourself six months longer than you really think. So if you think it's going to be two years, tell them two and a half. If you think it's going to be two and a half years, tell them three years, but you need to give them a timeline for how long you're going to pursue it before you pull the plug because they're going to act supportive of you, but they're also going to hold you to your timeline. So you want to make sure that you're going to tell them, okay, I'm going to make this investment over this amount of time. But you also want to pull in your kids too, because your kids can sabotage a business as fast as an unsupportive spouse can. So you want to make sure that you sit everybody down and almost have a family meeting and talk about this business and talk about how this business is going to allow everyone to do more and how it's going to benefit the family, but how everybody's going to have to sacrifice. And if you have children, I'm a big fan of giving your kids like little jobs to do in your business so that they kind of get invested. And you also just want to make sure that you're always communicating 
with your spouse. Don't keep everything bottled up. Don't hide things. If you have a setback or something, communicate it so that they can be empathetic and supportive because it is really, really important that your spouse always stay plugged in and bought in. So, and the money is where all stuff starts to break down. So you want to make sure that you've done your homework, that you're really clear about what the investment's going to be so that, you know, before things blow up, they're going to get tight. So you want to make sure that your, your, your spouse is, is in it to win it with you. Because let me tell you something, nothing can kill a business faster than an unsupportive spouse. As a matter of fact, it can kill it faster than a bad marketing plan, honestly. Now, the third thing you want to think about as you think about becoming a boss is what skills you have versus what skills you need to run your particular business. You know, so you got to look at your computer skills. Do you know how to run a website? Do you know accounting software? Do you know social media, all the social media platforms? Do you know how to buy Facebook ads or LinkedIn, you know? Do you, do you know how to leverage LinkedIn to look for sales leads if you're going to be a B2B business? Like these are all things that you need to learn before you even think about quitting a job. And because sometimes you might be able to take classes and things like while you're still working. So you want to make a sort of like a list of what kind of skills you need to have to run your business. You should be talking to other entrepreneurs. Matter of fact, depending on what kind of business you want to start, I'm a big fan actually of going and working part-time for a business like the one you want to start. Like one of the things that I did before I left my television station to start my business was I actually worked for another production company for a year so that I could learn how to price things and how my proposals needed to look and how to schedule stuff. And you know what I mean? Like how to manage customers. These are things that I had no idea how to do. I was a television producer. I worked at a television station. I wrote scripts. I put them in the computer you know, the anchor read them on the teleprompter. I had no idea how independent productions work and I needed to learn that. So I actually worked for another company. If you want to open a restaurant, you should go work in one. If you're going to open a daycare center, you should be around children. You should like children, right? You should not start a daycare business because you heard that kind of business makes a lot of money. Uh-uh, that's a great way to start a business that you hate. And that's bad for business, trust me. You want to make sure that you have some experience in the business that you want to start. Because if you don't, that's a great way to learn a super, super expensive lesson. Now, once you get clear about the skills that you need to ascertain as you're starting your business, the next thing you got to think about is who is going to be your customer? And this is where I see a lot of people get off track because what happens is people get excited about the wrong thing. They get excited about their website. They get excited about their logo. I've even seen people get excited about the invitations to their grand opening event. And if you ask them who is their niche customer, they can't tell you. Or they'll tell you something like, oh, well, everybody can, everybody likes cake. Everybody can eat burnt cake. Well, no, that's not it. You need to know who your paying customer is. Because let me tell you something, if everybody can use your product or service, nobody's going to use it. So you want to be as specific as you possibly can. I like to tell people like, you want to figure out how to become the cardiologist 
for what you do. You don't want to be the generalist. You don't want to be the primary care physician. You want to be a cardiologist because cardiologists can charge more. Specialists can always charge more. So you want to specialize in solving your customer's specific problem because it is about what you are selling is a solution. You're not selling cake. You're looking for hungry people that love sweets. I mean, you've got to think about your solution and, and you have to be solution oriented and how you talk about your business has to be around delivering results, delivering solutions for people. But the thing about it is, is that people want to hire people who specialize in solving their problem. They don't want to hire somebody who solves their problem once a year. Uh-uh. They want to solve somebody. They want to talk to somebody who can help them, who can give them even more information than they're even looking for. That's what they want. And so you've got to figure out who is your niche target customer. And you've got to figure out what is going to be your geographic um, niche. If, if you're, particularly if you're a retailer or something like that, it's, it's usually a 10 mile radius around your retail establishment. But look, nowadays, everybody's selling something online. You better be selling something online too. So if you're selling online, then you know your competition is global. It's not local. So you have really got to think about how are you going to stand out in the marketplace? What are you going to be known for? What is going to be your specialty? And once you know that, then it's time to write a business plan. Because let me tell you something, if you can't figure out who your niche target customer is, do not bother. Because nobody's looking for another me too business. Nobody's looking for a graphic design firm. But it's, are people looking for graphic design firms that specialize in education materials? All day. You know, or somebody looking for a video production company, maybe, but how about somebody looking for, you know, government production, somebody looking for somebody that specialized in doing government video. Yeah, there's no competition between XYZ production company and government productions because government productions is going to get it all day because that's what they do. That's what they know. So that's how you've got to think about, you want to be specific. You don't want to be so specific that you, that you, you know, name your company something and then years later you want to name it something else, you know, but you want to think about who is your customer? Why are they going to buy from you? And why are you, how are you going to position yourself as the best solution for them? You know, people buy things because they are cheaper, better, or faster. And so you've got to figure out where you're going to, you know, put yourself in that spectrum. But let me tell you something. The last thing you want to do is compete on price because the race to the bottom is a race that no one wins. So you want to make sure that you're adding value some other kind of place. You, you want to make sure that your value proposition is expert driven as opposed to price driven. Now, business plans are really important. I know there's all these people out here these days that, that will tell you that business plans are not necessary or they are gauche at this point, but they are lying to you. You need a plan. Like, Do not spend more time planning your vacation than how you're going to support yourself and your family financially. Like That is crazy. All right, so I want you to make sure that you have a business plan. Like, look, you can go to bplans.com, you can go to endloop.com, which is some free business plan software, but use a business plan. Like, like 
you need 10 good pages that are going to describe how you're going to get the phone ring and then what's going to happen after you get the phone ring and what's going to be your distribution channels for selling your products and services. Like, like what are going to be your marketing channels to get the word out that you're open for business? What is going to be your price point? You know, what is your cost per unit? All these things you've got to think about ahead of time. You don't want to wing it. Winging it is a great way to be out of business fast and burn through a bunch of money that you don't have. Because the thing is, is when you are in business, you have two things, limited time and limited resources. So you want to be very specific about where you spend your marketing dollars. Who are you going to spend your money chasing? Right? So you want to, that's why business plans are really, really important. Plus they allow you to set goals. You know, you need sales goals because if you got sales goals, then you know how much money you got to make this week. You know how much money you got to make this week. You know how much money you got to make today. So these are all the things why business plans are important. I cannot stress it enough. All these people, you know, they want to tell you, you know, you don't need business plans anymore. You just need a deck. They are lying to you. You need a plan. You have to plan for success. You know, success is not going to just happen to you. And that, and that is really, you know, what I want you to think about. And then lastly, and this is probably the most important thing, I don't want you to quit your job to start this business. You need to start your business as a side hustler first. You need to run your business while you're still working your job. I mean, honestly, most businesses you're starting anyway, you can work on your evenings, you can do them on your weekends. Maybe you want to request flex time from your job so that maybe you can have, you know, maybe you work seven to three or you work four days a week or three days a week and then you have two days off. You can focus on your business, but you need to figure out how to carve out more time. Stop watching TV. That's a great one that'll give you more hours in the evening. You know, listen to the radio in the morning instead of the TV so you can be thinking, learning, getting trend analysis so you can think about how you can better appeal to your market. You know, there's lots of things we do that waste time and waste money. So you need to absolutely curtail both of those. But listen, the thing that I want to tell you is that starting a business is great. And if you build a better mousetrap, the world will absolutely be a path to your door. But you need to make sure that you start a business with a plan. Otherwise, you are just some turkey with an idea. And I am the small biz lady. You are listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast. And I can't wait to see you next time. But listen, I want to leave you with one action point for the week. I want you to figure out what you want and why you want it before you really dive into thinking about your business. It's about defining your dream life first and then building a business that will allow you to live that life. All right, I'm Melinda Emerson. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.